The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games podcast network. There's a long pause, which tells us it might be working. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ah, it's working. Sure. And we're live. There we go. All right. There we go. I don't have to cough because the allergies aren't as bad in Florida. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Florida trees, because you're all palm, basically. I do the pause. <laughs> I still do the cough, though, because it's like habit. It's trademark. So. <clears throat> let's let's producer kevin know what's going on we have producer Ke- is kevin on no yeah. he's just producer kevin oh okay gotcha cool that is bear what sorry that was my dog this makes the awkward <laughs> intro even better there we oh, go get it, bear. get it all right here we go <clears throat> Hello, family. Welcome to PSG OT. I am your host, Coach Mo, with my other host, Mr. Dev. Dev, dude, how are you? How have you been? am doing great i am chilling it's hot as all hades out here um but you know we had some good pool time i'm chilling with my, my peoples i'm doing great and we're also joined today with one of our top five favorite guests of all time mr luke lore the ghost is in the house sir how are you i'm great what an honor for you guys to have me on thank you so much for having me Thank you for saying yes when I asked you in stream. Now that makes it even better. Like, oh, that was awesome. That was he awesome. Was, I like to tune in and watch him when he's streaming. And you know, I do I do the the lurker. I'm just like I just like to listen to him talk and I don't even watch him play the games. I just like hearing you're very informative. Like you I don't understand how you're not doing this for a living already. Cause you're above and beyond better than anything I've ever done. And I'm like, oh, all right. So Donnie sees this, I lose my job, which I understand. <laughs> I, I'll be a fan. You and Dev can take over. But you just, I love it. And I was like, uh, you want to do OT on Saturday? You're like, let me talk to the wife. I was like, yes, this is this is great. We got Luke back. And I texted Dev. And he was like, yes, this is great. I was like, man, this, this is great. Now, we are PSVGOT. We are a relationship uh, building podcast. One first thing, we don't want anybody to be prepared. So none of you are prepared today, correct? Correct. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. No. And the, the second thing is, again, just telling stories and having a good time. So our story for today, it's your first pressure moment and the outcome. So I, get ready. I'm going to take everybody in the Wayback Machine. You faded hmm. out on that. Your first pressure oh. what? Your first pressure moment and the outcome. The first pressure moment. Okay, yeah. so I, I, don't, I don't quite know what you mean. Well, I'm, I, I've got two. I've got a, 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 a sports one and a life one. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to tell you my sports story because it's the longer one. And then if there's time, I'll tell the life one. Okay. So taking everybody in the way back machine with the coach back back when, you know, high, high fades and high tops and all those things were hip and cool. Uh, I'm playing varsity basketball. I'm a freshman. Now, I don't play a lot that season. Okay, I'm very good at varsity football. I'm doing very well. I'm doing doing all things supposed to do. I'm doing well in track and field. But. Basketball season that freshman year, even though I was on varsity, not a good year. I didn't play a lot. Mm-hmm. I was behind some very tall men. Uh, Zach Gord, uh, he's like 6'9", 6'10", went to Gonzaga, very good basketball player. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on the bench watching him play. Well, Zach caught the flu. 
So this other kid, Twist, he plays. And I'm Twist's backup. I'm like, okay, this is good. You know, I'm going to get some minutes today. Twist rolls his ankle in the first quarter. So now I'm the only big man in this game. So I'm playing. I'm giving it my all. I am rebounding. I'm boxing out. I think I airballed a layup because I was so nervous. But mm-hmm. the game's going down to the wire. We're down by two. We come down. I kick it out. Our point guard makes a layup. Tie ball game. With 10 seconds left in the game, point guard finds me wide open. I go up for a layup. I get fouled. I go to the free throw line. I airball the first free throw. Before that second free throw, all I could think was, oh, my God, there are all these people watching. The seniors are watching. My friends are watching. My family's watching. Everyone here, if I make this free throw, I am a hero. I am the man. Mm-hmm. Coach calls timeout. Worst decision he ever made. <laughs> I timeout see. gave me 60 seconds to think about all these things that had just popped into my head like, oh, my goodness. Everyone here is going to watch me. If I make this, we win. Right. So Dev's right. He iced you. Yeah, he iced me. <laughs> I airball the second one. Now, I don't know if you know this. With an airball, clock doesn't start. So I'm in the situation now with the other team has 10 seconds. And all I can think about is I missed the free throw, which turns into the other team center getting an alley-oop dunk that gives them the win. Mm-hmm. That was my outcome. Welcome that to basketball. Was pressure. <laughs> Not a good moment for the coach. For the young coach. Now, I had some redeeming grace later on, but for that year, that's all I could think about. I cried. I wept. I Oh, it was a bad situation. So, Dev, let's talk about your pressure moment and the outcome. Uh, let's see. I think mine would also be sports. Um, this was sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year. It was actually uh, the first year I decided to actually play football. I got called up to the varsity team um, after our first game. Um, Partially because I was probably too good to play JV, and we needed more players on VAR. And the first three games of – I don't know how it is in every state, but the first three games you're always going to play, like, people who aren't even in your conference. We're playing against one of, like, the powerhouses at the time um, in L.A. in uh, San Pedro. And this team has players lined up all the way down, like the solid, the whole sideline is basically full of their team. Like they've, they've got that many players. We maybe have 20. Um, so I somehow end up being, being the starting safety. <laughs> um, and we got destroyed 51 to zero, but being able to be pulled up to varsity and actually play varsity and play the entire game. Like I did not come out of the game at all. I was on all the special teams. I was at running back on offense and safety on defense. And at the end of the game, um, I got one of the game balls because the coach was like, if any of you seniors and, and juniors play with half the heart of the tenacity that Tyus did, we may have actually scored some points or had a much better game or a much better outcome. Um, so it was just nice to be able to step up in, in that pressure moment and actually play the entire game, even though we got murdered, um, to just have like being noticed that I actually was out there, you know, giving it my 110% every single play, even though we got murdered. So the outcome wasn't that great as far as, you know, the score was concerned. Um, but just the fact that they recognized, you know, how hard I played in a pressure situation where I'm on varsity all of a sudden out of the blue, which I was not expecting, um, 
I think it turned out good for me, bad for the team, good for me. Game recognizes game, sir. That's all I got to say. Mr. Luke, what was your biggest first pressure moment in the outcome? Um, Let's see. I, like I was toiling around when I was thinking about what you guys were saying. So I'm going to stick with the sports stuff, but I want to talk about a positive one just, just for, for good moments. Um, so throughout my entire high school career, um, I was the only freshman, junior, sorry, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior on varsity for soccer. Um, just the only one from my class. And we went, I went to a very big school and a, and a decent school at soccer. Um, but I was the only one from my grade that played. And it was good and bad uh, for a lot of reasons, but it was lonely, right? And like all my travel team boys and friends, they they were at other schools just because of the nature of, of where we were. Um, so senior night rolls around. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys had this at your schools, but like when you're a senior, you get senior yeah. night. It's the last game of your senior career, of your, of your home games. Um, mm-hmm. And well... You know, every sport rolls out all their seniors and everything else, but they're in the middle of the halftime, you know, uh, soccer game at our home school. And I didn't have a lot of friends at the school. My parents and I walk out to the middle of the football field, just us, <laughs> just us. Wow. And, um, you know, everybody's like, well, there's Luke and his mom and dad. All right. And so they do their little announcement thing and whatnot. But um, my job, like on the team, was to score goals. I was a forward. Um, that was my job. And so, and I was good at my job. I was, a, I was a pretty decent soccer player back in the day, long ago. Um, goodness, way longer than I realize. I'm 32 now, guys. No, I'm 37. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, oh man, that was a long time ago. I hope you're in the middle, and I'm like, ah, I see your sides. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but what's so what was really cool about it was I, it was a try high school was tough for me right but i i and I, you have good years and bad but in this on this night um we were playing against a team that was a rival we ended up losing four to two but i scored both goals and both of them were um impressive i guess you would say they were they were highlight worthy i guess you would say and it was neat because i was under all this pressure because all eyes were on me it's his last game he's been here the only one from every every year um and then in this moment, I got to give my parents and those few people that were there supporting me these moments of joy. And I got to have these memories of scoring these really cool, unique goals that, you know, they were sports center worthy in my high school mind. Who knows? Like nice. thinking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a hero. But if I'm, <laughs> like, who knows? Maybe it was just like, burp, burp, put it in the net. But it was fun. And it's a cool memory. That's awesome. Nice. Now, yeah. I'm just going to say we got something in the chat. What you from, got, uh, Antonio. Talking yeah. about Luke's other pressure moment. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Go ahead and read it. It involves a wedding night and a surprise photo. Oh, okay. so we were <laughs> just before we were recording this now live. Um, we were I was streaming uh, and in chat, Mrs. Ghost uh, stopped into the chat to say hello. And so, of course, they're, they're saying hello to her and chatting with her. And, and she's the highlight, right? No one cares about ghosts. It's Mrs. Ghost. But the joke is that um, Mrs. Ghost uh grandma ghost like on her side uh she the first time i met her stared me down for like 20 minutes and i mean just stared at me everybody else had gone to take showers was in other rooms and she just stared at me for 20 minutes and so it's this running joke in our family um and so on our wedding night my father-in-law keys into our our wedding room before we can get back and tapes up pictures of of grandma all over the wedding suite um and i'm talking like 
lift the toilet seat to go to the bathroom, there's grandma. Flip over ghost's pillow, grandma. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, oh, this beautiful James Bond level shower, because it's a it's a suite, right? Mm-hmm. Grandma. Dude, oh, it man. was it was that is was, ultimate. That is oh, the man. ultimate prank. Oh man. <laughs> oh, talk about pressure, guys. <laughs> I did not That's uh a... <laughs> so that brought two stories of mine up to my brain and one i don't know if it's appropriate enough to share so i'm not going to share it but the other one i don't i I think it's okay um my last year in florida before we moved to texas uh i have like two actual fears in my life number one i am terribly afraid of snakes i hate snakes i have no no interest in snakes i don't want them around me the other one um i legitimately don't like the quaker oatmeal guy it's not his food it's the fact that i feel like he follows you in a room when he's on <laughs> the, the oatmeal, the guy. Yes, like okay. I feel like that oatmeal stares you down, and so that fear. <laughs> other students knew about it; they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like coach is afraid of the Quaker oatmeal guy. So my last day of school, they all know I'm leaving and going to Texas. They decided to dress up my classroom, Quaker oatmeal guy, all over the walls, on the computer, on the chairs, on the board everywhere then they had one of the other coaches my best friend at the school dressed up as the quaker omo guy and come into my first grade class scared the bejesus out of me like i'm talking like i still have pictures of it going i cannot believe y'all did this this is horrendous but legitimately like it makes me smile and laugh so it wasn't to the level of yours with the staring grandma on a honeymoon night but it was still reminding me and i'm not sure can can i can i jump for one second Um, yes go right ahead for a second um I I tell my students every year um, when we get around uh, October, I do um, descriptive writing and I talk, I tell ghost stories uh, or haunted stories. And I, and my my classroom's haunted when I, and we use descriptive language to, to scare everybody. So like, we're talking like, talk about bones cracking and, and blood oozing, you know what I mean? Cause it's a right, it, yeah. it's English yeah. class. Um, and every year I tie it into like what room number it is and like where kids are sitting and whatnot. And I'll, I'll do these things. I'll have people walk by the room and just like bang on the door and walk away. And like, just, <laughs> just little stuff like that. And um, one year, like the teacher that's dead, that haunts the room, her name is Mrs. Pemdis. I had somebody beep in one year to um, like call in and telling them that my meeting with Mrs. Pemdis was canceled. Now Pemdis, if you remember, that's please excuse my dear aunt Sally. And like <laughs> after the, after the fact the kids are like oh my gosh no way and i'm like yeah that's how i came up with that but like every year i'll scare the heck out of the kids with like little stuff like that and they're middle schoolers so they trip over their own feet pencils fall (laughs) off the desks but i set up the situations like you guys ever been like just sitting there and then like your pencil just rolls off your desk or you just you stumble for no reason like around this part of the school and they're like yeah yeah Never mind the fact that pencils are super light, and if you breathe too hard, they'll move. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I always do that to them. Same premise. Haunted classroom nice. is fun. Nice. Okay. I do. I do enjoy a haunted classroom. That's good. That's good stuff. I should, I wish I could think of that stuff, but I'm not creative enough. Well, now you just got to steal it. <laughs> See, yeah. here's the thing. I'm in a gym. How can you? <laughs> I don't know. I want to haunt the gym. <laughs> I mean, I'm like that ball moved on its own. Coach, you kicked it. Hey, rim trolls, man. Rim trolls. Every time you miss. <laughs> Now, we have some questions. I pulled, uh, remember, I have 15 left for my former students in Texas, um, and I've been pulling up five at a time for every show. It should last us till we get to the end. And uh, we got two, uh, we had a quick hitter added to us from somebody in the new Discord. Now, I don't remember their name, so I'm not going to say who it was (laughs) because I don't remember, but I have the quick hitter here. 
So, Dev, you ready for the quick hitter? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to say it. Dev's going to say his response. Luke's going to say his response. Coach will say his. You guys ready? We got three. Red or black licorice? Red. 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 Skittles or Starburst? Skittles. Skittles. Starburst. Puppies or older dogs? Puppies. Older dogs. I'm also older dogs. And the last one. You guys ready for this? Anybody excited? These have been pretty good. I'm pretty excited with these quick hitters. All right. (laughs) Last one. Rainy day or sunny? Sunny. I can't stand the rain. Rainy. I'm also rain, but I can stand the rain. I can't play basketball when it rains. So that's can. No. Rain basketball, no. some of my favorite memories of all time. You can't cross anybody up in the rain, dude. That's just you can't. See these? <laughs> the ball Soccer doesn't bounce back up. Soccer in the rain is pretty amazing. You can take good naps. Um, I once I was martial arts for a long time. We one time in college, because we're morons, we went out in the middle of a hurricane and trained in the rain. Oh, we thought we were Neo and Miss Agent Smith. We thought we were cool. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. See, I would I would have watched that and just been dying. I would have made some popcorn and been like, look at these guys. A lot of people <laughs> right? watched it. It was fun. I'm glad you chose uh, Starburst because if you didn't, I'd have to bring up your Starburst. Oh, no. Story. Listen, I know. I know. I know there's somebody who's always, always lurking who has lots of things to say. So... <laughs> He actually shot me a text. He was like, I thought you were starting at 10. I was like, oh, I'm at the movies. He was like, oh, way to make everybody late. And I was like, thanks, Jante. You're a great friend. Jante is the best. He is not. I, I love the guy, <laughs> but I'm very unhappy with some of his life choices last week. So, all right. Um, so, our first question comes from one of my former students. What game can you play no matter what's going on? So, I think he's looking for, like, your comeback game. So, like, a game you never get bored of. Dev, go ahead, brother. I mean, in this current season, we all know that's destiny for me. Like, I just, I never really get bored of destiny. I can always come back to it. Um, but outside of that, uh, Legend of Zelda and uh, Link to the Past and Tetris and Street Fighter 2, those games are something I can always play, never get bored of. I can just, I can play Tetris and like Street Fighter for hours, nice. hours on end. Ah oh, man, which Street Fighter? Just just before we move on to to Luke, uh, just any any of the 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 two, anything anything two. So it's regular two, two Turbo Championship, um, even the new challenges or whatnot. Uh, I can do any of those all day long. Uh, Luke, how about you? Um, my comfort food games, uh, Halo Wars Two, is, is a good one. I love Halo Wars Two, um, and I, I I'll just put that on just to play. Um, I know I didn't get the critical acclaim, but I love it. Uh, let's see. Right now I'm playing Paladins, which is a game I just recently got into. And for some reason, I guess it's the visual aesthetic and the gameplay. That's a really fun, just like relaxing game. I can play it on a stream or I can play it by myself and I'm happy and I'm enjoying it. Um, beyond that, like just relaxing, like uh, dual stick shooters I'm into right now. Just mm. twin sticks is nice. Um, Sky Force is one that I was playing. I'm excited about Assault, Android, Cactus, hitting games of gold, of all things. You know, just twin stick, relaxing things that are, are easy on the eyes. I like that stuff because you don't have to think. If you can turn your brain off, it's good, you know? Nice. Um, everyone's going to think it's going to be Madden. It's not. I, I, do get to, I do get Madden fatigue every once in a while. It's, it's basically like 10 years into a franchise, I get a little Madden fatigue, and I'll take you know a couple of weeks off. But the one I can always play is Call of Duty. I've never not been able to jump in and play a Call of Duty game. I, I 
I don't think that I've played a Call of Duty I didn't like yet. Mm. Okay, I know a lot of people didn't like the. Uh, oh, Donnie's gonna kill me for this. Advanced Warfare. Infinite Not that Warfare. one. Infinite Warfare. No, Infinite I loved. Warfare. I loved Infinite Warfare. That story. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna go spoilers right now. When the robot dies at the end of Infinite Warfare, mm-hmm. I literally had to push pause and take a minute because yeah. it was such a good story. What I loved with Infinite Warfare was there was no load times on the story because you're when the game was loading, it was a cutscene showing like uh, Mass Effect used to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was just that such good writing. Like it was a great story. I loved the pieces. I'm over here, Donnie, you have to play this. And he played, I was like, dude, that's a great story. I'm like, yes, it is a wonderful story. So yeah, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare was shot in the foot by Activision in the same way that EA shot Titanfall um, 2 <sighs> because it I was love released. Too. God, that Me was too. Oh, dude, I um, wish that mm-hmm. it's so frustrating. I have Titanfall. Dev, I know you and I haven't hung out on stream before, but I had just moved a Titanfall poster that was behind me because um, it was reflecting on the streams but i've got titanfall everything all over the room but um titanfall 2 same type of thing with with yep. bt being that mm-hmm. character um but also like infinite warfare when they released it next to modern warfare remastered the community was predisposed to dislike infinite warfare and i thought that was kind of kind of uh frustrating for me because i thought it was a good game but i feel like a lot of times with call of duty um because those are comfort food games like they're nothing changes year to year it's still running on old tech engines um it's still got code in there from i think about eight nine years ago but it's their business practices separate from gameplay that cause it so much strife including like black ops 4 i'm excited for black ops 4 but i mean that season pass mess they're doing right now that kind of irks me a little bit so it's a frustrating thing because the gameplay is clean yeah, no story hurt me. Like it, this is the first time I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pre-order it. And yeah. then I was like, if I'm being honest, I've spent more money on college editions of Call of Duty than I have any other franchise. Really? Because they're so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, I still have the the uh, Black Ops Two mini fridge. No, three. Black Ops Three mini the, fridge. I've got the the night vision goggles from uh, Modern Warfare Two. Yep. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was those are the only ones I kept. From the move, well, I was like, I'm gonna keep all my my black ops or all my Call of Duty stuff. So, so. just to shout out some guys in the chat. Antonio Guillen says that his uh his go to game is Fortnite. Mystic Shadow says that he's a, or Mythic Shadow is saying a near Automata. He'd say Taken oh, Seven so or Taken Seven, but also any Halo game. And then uh, he also asked, so if you had to choose between the two, Infinite Warfare or Titanfall Two, what would, would you go to? Ooh, see, here's the thing. I feel like Titanfall 2 may have been the better overall story. However, I enjoyed Infinite Warfare more because of the no cutscene or the the no loading screen. It was all like your your loading screen was the cutscene of the movie showing and those are some of my favorite moments. So, I mean I would go Infinite Warfare even though I do believe Titanfall 2 was a better story. I think it's yeah. Titanfall 2 for me as well. Um and I'm a I'm a Titanfall two. I'm a Titanfall fanboy. Like I, I'm, ex- I'm sad the mobile game's going away at the end of July. I've been playing that since it came out. I'm, I'm Titanfall on my walls. I have the, all the pop figures. So I think, but Titanfall's mostly D DOA right now. So yeah, I'm definitely would go with Titanfall two. And I, if they don't freaking give me a resolution to whether or not BT is is, is still kicking, I'm gonna have to hurt somebody. Yep. Yeah. Agree. Oh man, that was a good question. Um, so our next one is the scariest injury you've ever had. So I'm gonna give you guys time to think because I can remember mine uh pretty night and day. Um, this. Yeah. Everyone my car accident was bad. 
and it was my worst injury, but it wasn't my scariest. My scariest was I was swimming in Lake Merwin, which is a lake outside of Vancouver, Washington, I believe, or it might have been Vancouver, BC. It's one or the other. I can't remember which Vancouver we were at, but I was there with my brother. Now, my brother, he's always been a daredevil type person. He jumps off stuff. It's me, him, Jante, and uh, Jante's cousin or somebody's with us. My brother's like, hey, you should dive off this. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. He doesn't stop talking to me about jumping off of this little bridge into the water. for I want to I say it was like three days that we were up, up there camping and hanging out. So for three days, dude, you should jump off this. No, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Next day, dude, you should jump off this. No, nah, I'm not going to do this. Third day, dude, we're going to leave. You should totally jump off this. Fine. Like, I, I still came to my brother and Jante and everybody else like, dude, you should totally do this. So I do it. I jump off of this. I, it is a bridge into the water. However, it's one of those old lakes where when the water rises, it covers up old docks, old mm. things like that. Things you can't see because the water's so murky. When I dove, my leg got caught on one of those big, you know how they have those uh, big logs underneath? With the like, the, they have the metal things on the side. Yeah, you got caught on one of those. I have two gashes on my leg. One is from another story I'm not going to tell, but my leg gets caught, and because of the way it hits, it goes through the leg. I can't get up. Like I'm oh. stuck underwater, trying to get up. And you like, I might. Jante said you could see like my feet kicking out, but that's it. So they come in, coach. Come get, on, man, dude. Yeah. I'm over here. I'm, I'm going to drown. This is how I go out. I go out doing something that my friends peer pressure me into. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, huh? Into the road. Like, I got boys the name playing in my head. <laughs> it's, oh, man. it's over. <laughs> it's over. They got me up. They got me to the shore. Uh, and they were literally like, okay, uh, what do we do? We should put tape on it. So they try to tape it up. It bleeds to the tape. Finally, they call 911. They rush me to the hospital. And the worst part was the family I was staying with was like, they get this phone call. Hey, we got the bleeding stopped, and he's on the way to the ER. Uh, where is he? <laughs> right. It was it was just the worst situation ever. Um, oh, I, did, I ended up only needing like one surgery to fix it, but I had like this indentation on my leg from it, so it's crazy. So that was mine. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Hmm. Remember that, Jante? Enjoy that. Thank comment. you, Jante. With <laughs> <laughs> that, what was your scariest injury you've ever had? Well, you know, I'd have to say uh, concussion. Um, this was, I think, junior year of uh, high school. Uh, we had drove all the way down to to Jordan High School, which is actually a good hour and a half, two hours away from where we were, my school is at. And it also happens to be in the projects. So not exactly the greatest neighborhood at all. And it's with a passing league game, just a simple seven-on-seven passing league during the summer or whatnot. Um, so playing safety, I see, uh, I think it was running a skinny post. I break on the ball, jump for it to go for the interception. Apparently, and I don't know what happened because I don't remember. Mm-hmm. We must have butted heads in some way or something because I ended up having like a huge gash on the side of my face, but I don't remember anything past breaking on the ball and then waking up on the sideline. Apparently, I got up and I walked over to the sideline on my own power. I don't recall any of this to this day. And when I get to the sideline, I'm just all I can think of is, okay, where am I at? 
what am I doing? I'm just like looking around, just like totally just confused. And I have no idea what's going on. And it's just, it was like the scariest thing to not have any idea of where you are or why you're there. And it took like, I would say probably like a good 45 minutes till stuff started coming back to me, like the actual drive out there and where we were and things that had happened previously in the day, because I had no idea where I was. I knew who everybody was. And when they told me, oh, we're here for passing, we're here for passing game. You're right. I'm like, okay. All right. And then just like slowly everything starts coming back to me. Like, oh crap, we drove in coach's car. We were in the back of his fort run, like just stuff like that. But it was just like really scary to actually go through that process of just wake, basically waking up and not knowing what happened and where you are and why you're there. So that was definitely my, my scariest injury. See, I didn't realize when we were talking about, uh, we actually had a really good discussion about concussions because um, there's a lot of data out there about how horrible football is because of concussions. And I'm like, guys, I played all throughout middle school, elementary, high school, and played in college, and then later played semi-pro and arena ball. I've never had a concussion, never never once. And so I was asking for data. And so hearing that it happened for you in seven-on-seven, Mm-hmm. that's one of the areas where like with my kids we actually make them wear the those those soft padded helmets now yeah or seven on seven people are like why do you make your kids do it It looks so bad i'm like because that's when we're more likely to get hurt is mm-hmm. when we don't have the proper equipment and so hearing you say that like that makes total more like i was like man i can't believe like i don't have a lot of teammates like in all the teams that i played on i've probably seen four real concussions thousands of snaps thousands of plays mm-hmm. i've seen four and those were all Three of them were people tackling the wrong way, yeah. not doing their job right. And the other one, the one that's for real, that was because a dude did not like his chin strap wasn't on and he got lit up. And so like hearing you say like that, just it reaffirms to me why I'm like, people have got to be paying attention to the gear and what should be worn and went. So dude, oh man, sorry. That little tangent <laughs> coaching. It's thing. Good. So that's what the show is about. It's all good. So Luke, scariest injury. Um. I'll tell you, it's about my shoulder, but I will tell you, I've had five concussions. Whew, soccer, it happens more in soccer than almost anywhere right. else. That was going to be exactly what yep. I was going to say. Four of them were soccer related. The fifth, the fifth was um, taekwondo related. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. makes sense, right? That would make sense all four, but it's because it's because of the lack of headgear and such like that. Mm-hmm. So to, to any of your players that are listening or your students or not, absolutely, because that headgear is important. Yeah. yeah. No, we I um, preach it for seven on seven. I'm like, please, boys, wear this. I'm like, like, coach, it looks stupid. I'm like, all right, wear it or don't play. Your choice. I could care less. You just gotta make it look good. <laughs> you you put the swag in it. Yeah, I'm saying. So yeah. But Luke, go ahead, bro. Um, worst injury I ever had, uh, or scariest, I think is the actual question. Um, this one is I see, I was probably 22, 21, 22, fresh out of college, um, playing in adult adult league soccer. Um, and I was in dead sprint. I mean, the, I, there was a time in my life pre broken bones, um, that I was way faster. Right. And I was just gone. And I was, I remember it. And we were playing against a team that was, um, they, they always won, they won everything. And then I was this new, new kid to them in the league and whatnot. And I'm just dead sprints. And a guy slide tackles me from behind, um, Ooh. Which is a dirty move unto itself, but it was violent, apparently, the way they did it. Um, And I remember it because I went end over end, and I remember sitting up, and 
it was very weird. It was a very primal moment. I've been injured before um, with concussions, but never with with what had happened to me. And I remember just this primal screaming. And, uh, and my, my first thought was, who is screaming? <laughs> like, why are they yelling like that? Because it was, it was very animalistic, very primal. And then I realized it was me and I was cradling my arm. I looked down um, and my shoulder did not exist. Oof. And it looked like my arm had been shattered. Um, is what it looked like. It was mangled. I remember putting it back, not putting it back into its place, but I remember like cradling it so that it would be with my body, right? To get it close to me. And I had about like probably about 15 more seconds before I went into shock. And I spent that 15 seconds telling my friend, Nick, I said the word hospital three times and then I was gone. And I remember going away and I watched everything else happen to me. It was very weird. It was almost out of body, almost spiritual, except it was driven by pain. Um, And I just remember separating from myself and watching. Uh, They took me to the hospital. Um, They, they drove me there. I remember being very thirsty in the car. I remember in the ED, um, they, they gave me an aspirin because that's all they're allowed to give you right away. Um, Because it, if you triage it, I'm going to live, right? There was no blood or bone protruding. I'm going to live. So if you're triaged, you're going to sit there Mm -hmm. with your broken arm or broken, whatever. Um, It ended up that through all the x-rays and everything else, it was only dislocated in a very violent fashion, but it was out of its socket for about eight hours. Um, Oh God. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. And apparently, and we didn't know this at the time, my labrum had been torn as well. Um, and we were at a a teaching college um, because I went to East Carolina University um, which is a teaching school students put it back um, and I remember I was drugged in a very unique way they put it back I remember they messed it up twice but like I don't remember that hurting I remember me saying ow and and the teacher like with them being like that's not right you wanted it and I remember like they had ribbons and stuff I don't know it was very odd very strange um (laughs) I think actually the medicine just blanks your memory out, but all this you can feel at the time. I'm not sure, but um, ended up the labrum was torn as well. And I was very poor. Uh, Take this for what you will politically, but like medicine's expensive. I couldn't afford to go to therapy, physical therapy and stuff like I should have. I was a first year teacher um, just through both ignorance, naivety and um money i didn't go to therapy and didn't have them continue looking at it after it was initially you know put together um fast forward 10 years i meet my wife um not 10 years but something close to that my wife makes me get surgery we find out that it was actually horrifically damaged way worse than we thought i've been living with pain for 10 years um and my wife is a physical therapist um got to look at the video of them doing the surgery on me and stuff and and i remember um she told me i was i was doped up on opioids the day after the surgery and she was like i saw the video it was way worse than they thought and i remember looking at her and part of my language i was like does this mean i'm a badass and she was like <laughs> she was like yes, yes. sweetie it does <laughs> it does and i was like good because for 10 years i've been complaining my arm hurts it was quite oh, amusing wow i was man I want to That's go play crazy. against those guys, that team. I just want to be like, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm play a little midi today. The but next year, dude. The next year, I, I built an entire soccer team. Um, the next year, and 
to, to beat them. And we did. And we beat them for three years straight until I moved out of that town because of that. I would so, watch that movie. Petty, party of one. <laughs> yep. Petty, party of one. <laughs> right. All right. Um, this one is not from a student. It was actually texted to me while driving over here uh, because I was late, as he said. So here we go. If you could move and live next to one person, who would it be? I'm going to give my answer. Not Jonte. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt, Big Daddy. Uh, no, it, it would be you. Like, I miss him to pieces. Um, it's one of those friendships I'll, I'll always cherish and be very grateful for. So, Dev, how about you? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Kevin, because he's always cooking? <laughs> um. Would you want to live in Boston, though? That's got to be rough. No, not at all. I honestly, I don't know. This is a tough question because all of my friends are just spread out all over the world. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, I'd probably have to move to Houston and go live close to... Um, the godparents of my of my kids. They happen to be our best friends. It's mm-hmm. my wife's best friend. It's one of my best friends. Um, so I think it it would just make sense. So that's probably what we do. Good answer, Luke. How about you? Again, the question is move or, or they would move to me, but live next to someone, correct? Yes, live next to somebody. So um, I, this is going to sound so funny. I'm toiling between two names right now. Um, the first answer I, I think is I would love to move next to Barack Obama. Because oh, I for feel sure. like that man's got some stories. I want to talk to do, him. I would be visiting you because I'm in love with his wife. Oh, Mich- dude, Mich- oh. Michelle Obama. Whew. Yes. Yes. Um, <sighs> but like, man, I feel like that guy could be everyone's friend. He would probably give great advice. He'd be, I mean, he was a professor, so he's knowledgeable. He's smart. You could pick his brain about things. Um, I feel like he would respect me when I want to, like, because I like to be alone a lot. I feel like he'd be a great neighbor. Hey, you want to do a cookout? No, what's up? no worries. It'll be fine. You can do your thing. You know, like, it'd be awesome. Um, but it, but as far as, like, real choices um, that I could actually pull off and not have uh, people storm my door down, um, honest to goodness, I don't know if you guys know Sean Capri in the... Um, like, like the pants? Like the yeah, pants. Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. Yeah. That guy, uh, talk about digital friends, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. like... He doesn't realize the impact he's had on me, probably. But like, man, I I love that guy. He's always good to people. I've never won. I mean, I've seen him be angry on a stream, like lose his temper a bit, and then just be like, guys, I'm sorry. And like when he'll <laughs> talk to you, he gives the best advice. I feel like even though he's got kids, I'd still like him because I don't have children, and I, my wife and I don't plan on it. And I, I always worry about that with people because some people like you know treat you differently if you don't want children. I feel like he'd be so cool about that. And I so yeah, I, I feel like he'd be an awesome neighbor. You know. I have to 100% agree with you right there. Yeah. I don't have a lot of interaction with Sean, but what I have gleaned, he's a good dude. That's all I know. Yeah, just yeah, good Sean's people. Awesome. Part of his heart, good people. Yep. I mean, we are we are associated with him now. I don't know if you guys. That's that. right. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so actually, I am supposed to announce our uh, Patreon producers. So we want to say thank you to L.A. Braun, James. And um, we want to say thank you to Michelle Obama for being our Patreon producer right. today. Did Le- I, is LeBron like the odds are like ninety eight percent he's going to Lakers, right? Dude, he's already there. He's <laughs> there. Really? He's always here in LA, so it's not he's in LA. He's his kids here. like it here. Could you could you imagine his kids Let playing? Let Lonzo Ball. Let Lonzo Ball on an interview again. I miss <laughs> I miss the Ball family being on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Do you remember those impressions? If you've not seen the LeVar Ball impressions on Saturday Night Live, 
They're the best. Mm -hmm. Keenan does awesome. them. They're so good. See, I'm not a, Le a LeVar Ball fan in the listening to him talk. I am a LeVar Ball fan in the actions. I love the fact that he helped his kids do something that goes against the system I don't support. I don't like mm -hmm. college sports. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't like the fact that when I look back and go, I helped this school make millions of dollars. And the only thing I got was, again, I got a free education. Really appreciate that. However, your millions of dollars outweighs my free education if I look at it long term. Right. You know what I mean? And so I like the idea that he's trying to go about making that change mm -hmm. in his own way. I actually, I will tell you, uh, my students and I watched four or five games together of them when they were in, was it Lithuania? Lithuania. Yeah. Lithuania. yeah. And we watched and we cheered because we were like, you know what? We support that someone's doing something different. And I wish he would have gone about it a little more professionally yeah. because that means there would be more kids going with him. And it's then, frustrating because his speech patterns and his attitudes toward things are not role model-esque. You can't look up to him in, in a sense in that. But right. you can respect the action of what he's doing because you're right. He is breaking yep. a mold and breaking a system. Yeah. Um, but that comes down to the NCAA's corruption and the schools that are involved corruption because I'm, I am all for them getting that free education and doing what they do and playing a sport. But I would like to see that money more transparently and equally distributed and not right. lining the pockets of big name coaches and big name this to sell a product. Let the product on exactly. the field or on the court sell that product. And let's make sure that Title IX is respected for all, all the um, athletes that are, that don't get the funding because like I've read plenty of stories where title nine's not being honored or respected because it doesn't bring in the same yep. uh, finances. So, you know, just stuff like that. It's just a huge mess, especially with college basketball where it's a lot of just one and done. So they're like, let me see how we can make the most money out of you real quick before you go. When it really mm -hmm. should be about how do we further this kid? The whole idea right. of it is not, it's, it's, it shouldn't be about the money. It should be about how do we do best by the kids? Right. You know, and it, it just I'm, I'm with you. Like, I can't stand college college sports for that reason, because it's really not about the kids at all. It's let me find somebody who's going to fit in my system so I can get wins and line my pockets. Right. It's, 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 it's just sad. It's sad and it's maddening in a way. But, yeah, I can't. I wish LeVar would just shut up and just do business LeVar because business LeVar actually gets stuff done. Um, he promotes his kids like no other. Like he is there for those kids. Like he is like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make sure you guys eat, to make sure you guys get the best that you can possibly get. Mm -hmm. So I, I respect the hell out of him for that. But if he would just shut up and stop trying to be, you know, Hollywood and mm -hmm. just be the business part and get that stuff done, I'd be all about it. Agreed. No, yep, with you there. Now that's, that's the end of my questions for today, but is there a curveball, sir? There's not. The kids have driven me crazy today, so there's yes. no curveball. See, I You're always, lucky. I always enjoy it more when there's no curveball. I'm just saying that as somebody who loves you, like I'm not yeah, a curveball. You like being prepared because you're the only one. I do like, I like knowing when I got to answer. You know, I appreciate that. So <laughs> we're getting to that point where we do, we do the wrap up. Before we do that, we do our game of the year. So right now, as of whatever day this is, I think it's June thirtieth, twenty eighteen. Luke, what is your game of the year? Crap. Um, <laughs> I've played a lot of games. The only one that I think, the only game of the year worthy game that I've played this year is Nier Automata. Mm -hmm. But that's because it came to Xbox and that's where yeah. I played it. 
right? God of War is probably the answer, but I have not played it. Um, Monster Hunter could be in there, but it's over there in the wrap. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been having so much fun because I'm a budget gamer and I have Game Pass. And so I've been playing a bunch of old stuff and having a blast. You know, I'm playing State of Decay. Oh, my game of the year is State of Decay 2. And that nice. game is way more fun than it has any right to be. That game is addicting. You got it. You got to just it just it just gets you. It's got a charm to it. Um, but I'll tell you what it's not, guys. It's not Sea of Thieves. That's Amen. good. <laughs> Dev, how about you? What's your game of the year? My game of the year is the same game as it was last week. It's definitely Far Cry 5. Like I said, that game is just oh. fun. I love the story, um, the open world, the fact that there's just always plenty to do. The gameplay is good. I just, that game. It just Dev, did you play the Vietnam? I have not played the Vietnam yet, but I do want to get it. It feels Far Cry 3. Yeah. It feels yeah. like Far Cry 3. Yes. I'm excited for that. Well, I'm really glad Luke's here, not just because he's such a wonderful person, but because we have the same game of the year. State of the, the K2 is incredible. But if it wasn't for being, playing with friends, it wouldn't be on my list. Playing with Dan and Brian and Josh and Ray and going through and doing all these crazy things with them, watching Q jump into my game, wreck three cars by lighting, <laughs> getting them stuck in places we didn't know you could get cars stuck. <laughs> like those are the things that I'm going to remember. Like I'm going to remember those moments when I'm playing with a group of people. It's not that the game is like world bending beautiful. It's not that it's got these amazing um, mechanics. It's the joy you get from doing the missions with friends. It's the joy you get of building a base and then carrying those three survivors over to a new one. When I had to pick that list and I, I think I had 11 survivors in my first colony and I had to go through and go, well, I love, you know, her, uh, she and I did this mission and me and him did this. And so I ended up starting with three girls who all contributed so much to other people's games mm-hmm. that I was like, nope, I got to take them with me. And so that's the stuff like I'm going to remember. Mm-hmm. When I see Dan, Dan Anthony is one of my favorite people that I've, I've gotten the chance to become internet friends with. And I Shout love the dude. Anthony. Yep. He's, he's wonderful. Um, I again, if you didn't go read it, I wrote that Madden article about him. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Oh, man. That's a uh, PSVG.blog. You can go check that one out. Um, that was but, the coach retiring one. Yep, yep. That's about me and him did a Madden franchise in Madden 17, and we made it like 15, 16 years deep. And he made a comment. He's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to pick up Madden 19 this year. And me being who I am, I went and ran with it. <laughs> and I had other people that I had uh, the creative characters that he had used because it was so far past. I had mm-hmm. other Madden, you know, GMs that play with us, Nate, uh, Ray, Josh, all those guys. And it was just a good time. I, I had a lot of fun writing it. But seeing him d- spend 50, 60, 70 hours in that game and grinding out the achievements because he enjoyed it so much, I'm going to remember that part. I remember him sending a text message going, hey, do you want to play tonight? And I was like, sure, I'll jump in for a couple hours. And us goofing off and joking and telling stories and going out and clearing out play hearts and doing all this stuff and me watching him build up his base and go, oh, yeah, if you do this, this, and this, and me learning. He found out that if you set off the uh, PA speaker at the baseball diamond, you bring zombies to you. Oh, man. <laughs> and so we're out there just – he's like, hey, stand here for a minute. I'm like, oh, okay. Zombies come for me. I almost die. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the stuff I'm gonna remember. That's gonna be my state of the K2. It's the they did what Sea of Thieves needed to do mm. better. 
if Sea of Thieves would have had that environment. I, I still yes. believe today, if you could have edited your boat more for cheaper, that game would have gotten it hooked to more people. You know, but, I, I wonder if Sea of Thieves will not have a Destiny-like story to it. And I mean that, I know, Dev, I know that's your, your game, man. But I mean, like, the idea that it hits real hard. I mean, we were all streaming it, playing it, trying it out. And then it died a little bit, right? Yeah. And that happened to Destiny Vanilla. And mm-hmm. then Taken King came. Oh, Taken King was dope. I loved yes, Taken King, you know? Um, and then Destiny 2 Vanilla hits. And yeah, that game is DOA right now. Um, it, it has not had the community that it, it needed to to be Destiny 2. But with their Season 2 outline... Warbind actually brought a lot of people back. Did it? Did it really? Yeah, like the community is actually they rallied around Warmind. Warmind fixed a lot of stuff, and then what they're doing with Forsaken, we're just like, let's go! I'm glad to hear that because it sucks when you... One thing I do not like about the gaming community is that it can be very vitriolic, and we mm-hmm. tend to to put people down for liking something different than we do. And I think that's that's ridiculous. I don't care if you play on PlayStation. I don't care if you like your Switch more. I don't care if you play mobile, whatever. Um, but when Destiny died, I think a lot of people cheered. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were sad. And I think that's silly. Like, I don't want Destiny or Sea of Thieves uh, to fail. I don't even want Call of Duty to fail. I want fair, good, consumer-friendly stuff. Destiny players, you, you guys are a special breed of, of loyal because they've done you dirty. But they've yeah. also given you great content, you know, and and so I really hope that it continues to be something where you feel like they're giving you worthwhile content because you deserve it, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, and I cool. definitely hope that Sea of Thieves has that kind of turnaround story as well. Like I, I, I think there's something there. They just got to figure out how to, you know, bring it out because mm-hmm. there, there's definitely there, there's some good stuff in that game. It's just like this. There's not enough content to really keep you coming back. They need they need to find that gameplay loop that keeps you addicted mm-hmm. and wanting to come back every day, every night. So agreed. And that's the difference between like State of Decay and Destiny and Call of Duty and Halo. Um, and what have I been playing? Paladins. There are these loops that you go mm-hmm. on. You know, whatever that loop is, you're looping. With Sea of Thieves, it's almost a and forgive the term, but it's like a one and done. You yep. you do it and it's like, oh, okay, I've 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 seen the shark. Oh, there's no Kraken? Oh, I go just go get a chest again? And it's about being with people, but that can only last you so long. I'm a solo player more often than not. Those yeah. are my boys aren't online, or if, if like most of my friends now are, are fathers or mothers, uh, they don't have the flexible schedule that I do. You know, So it, it's difficult when you have a game that doesn't have a clearly defined loop of play. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think you hit it on the head. Yeah, because with with Sea of Thieves, like me and Dev jumped in with Q, and I remember who the fourth person was, and we had a blast. Like we were playing and cheering and, and doing all this stuff. But the next time I played it with just me, I was like, "Hmm, this this isn't as much fun." Right. And then you know the the third fourth time that loop didn't continue, and you're just like, without that group, it's not the same. Say to the K two, I enjoy it solo, but I prefer it with the group because right. I can still go take a play play card out by myself. Uh, right. Sea of Thieves. So I had friends who were like, "How do you steer that by yourself?" I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> well, you have to jump on this to look down at the map from the thing to make sure you're going the right direction, and you do this and this and this." And you know, I got pretty good at uh, doing the two man shit by myself. Most people like didn't have you know master that skill, and so, nope. <laughs> and 
And so it's one of those things like I'm just like, if you're playing by yourself, that is, that game's horrible if you don't know how to do those things already. So, mm-hmm. all right. Now just we're to give a shout out to uh, Mythic Shadow X. He said uh, his game of the year is God of God of War. So we're all wrong. Basically. <laughs> I played almost an hour. Mixer chat with, with me. He yeah. came from my mixer group. That's, well, thank you. I played almost an hour of God of War and never went back. <laughs> and it's just if if the dad son conversation what wasn't so repetitive, it would I, I feel like I would have gotten hooked. But that took me out of the story. You like, know what's funny? You, oh, go ahead, Dev. I, it, the the father son stuff it just didn't bother me that much. I just started yelling at my own son and just saying "boy" like that. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Boy. But Dev, I think um, you actually hit on something that happens to a lot of us, and that's like games don't click with us at a certain time, but we might go back to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking over like games that I've been playing over the past year. There's some games that I just when they came out, yeah, no interest, no interest. But it's all about mood and and an idea. And when you return to something, it might get you back. When I first started uh, State of Decay 2, I was like, yeah, not my jam. Went back to it with a different attitude, wasn't cranky, wasn't tired, or what, just whatever it was that was keeping me from being in that mode. And I mm-hmm. enjoyed it a lot. Um, but I had the same experience as you with Horizon. I have Horizon mm-hmm. over on my shelf. I played maybe two, three hours. Dude, my PlayStation is not even hooked up in my game room. It's in my our bedroom for Netflix. But like, mm-hmm. I don't even have an interest in returning to it and it just didn't click. And that's not because the game's bad. It just didn't click. And I hate when, I, when that happens because I feel like I miss out. But right. like Far Cry 5, Dev, that, that game, incredible. But there were times when I just didn't, I just couldn't get into it. Other times I'm like, yes. Right. But I can only handle so much stoned white guy in the, <laughs> I, I don't know, in the middle of nowhere. Right. It just made me mad every time I was playing. And then I'd get stoned for no reason. I'm just walking through a field. And then they teleport mm. me to a prison. It was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't yeah. handle it. Yeah. That had, yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right well as we wrap the show up luke where can people find you anything that you're working on or got in the works coming up that you want us to shout out for the from bleachers for you um you can find me on twitter anytime at mls reserves mls reserves um and because i'm really good at branding my mixer channel is not named that um mixer.com <laughs> slash insipid ghost uh that's that's where i'm really having the most fun lately is is streaming on mixer it's been an awesome time and community has been wonderful um i have such a blast with those people in, in the mixer community so uh mixer.com slash insipid ghost it, it'd be would be a great place where i'd love to see people show up it is a wonderful follow and i'm telling you folks just put it on and listen because the dude he did put some knowledge out there i learn more in my hours listening as a lurker than i do in anything else that i do during the day so give him give him that look dev how about you anything you're working on uh, I just want to just double back and say, yes, his mixer is awesome. I also lurked in there for a little while. Um, good stuff. Really good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you can just find me at uh, Dev Tyus on the Twitters. Come talk trash with me because that's probably my favorite thing to do. Um, outside of that, catch me on the OT. And if you want to join uh, our Discord, our Make Us Better Discord would be awesome. Just come through. We are constantly chatting it up way more than you'd imagine. Yep. It's man. See, I was I, I put on Twitter that I was nervous about that. 
because like I liked our PSVG Discord because I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I knew I could go into the Madden room and be like Madden, and three people would jump in and be like Madden. I'm like, yes, that makes sense. This is a good <laughs> world that we live in. I could jump into the OT room and be like, hey, jokes and life, or you know, put put a Starbucks up there, and people who have followed know the joke. Mm-hmm. They understand why Starbursts are funny on this show. <laughs> and, but we moved over, and within uh, yet from last night to today. I've played more games with people from their community than I think I've played with people from PSVG in probably a year. I jumped into some Fortnite. I jumped into a little bit of Halo. I jumped into a COD match. Like I did a little Overwatch. Like it's such a welcoming community. And the thing is, is I don't follow a lot of uh, the, the, the make us better. And it's not because I don't like them. It's because I'm not a Nintendo fan, and I'm not, it's Nintendo. Yeah, and I'm not a PlayStation guy. And when you're, those aren't your passions, you don't gravitate normally towards those things. Now I want to because I want to know who these people that everyone's yeah. talking about is, and I want to get yeah. to know them. So please come on over to that Discord and chat. It's been amazing. It's been just super wonderful. I'm loving it, and I believe it's free. Yes, is that it right? Is. It's it free now. Free to join for anybody. You don't have to support us through Patreon, but if you'd like to, we would definitely appreciate the support. But yeah, come through and just chat, meet some people, play some games. I mean, that's what it's all about when it comes down to it. Beautiful. I'm working on nothing. Uh, I actually <laughs> that's have a first. Yeah, I've, I, I've got like three articles that I had written, but they're not good. And so I scrapped them, said, no, thank you. I'm done. I have been trying Mixer more, just 30 minutes here, 40 minutes there. I did the light stream thing. That is sweet. Have you messed with that now, Luke? Wow. Yes. yes. One, all right. So forgive the soapbox but mixers community and mixers support has been wonderful because i was uh so at the risk of being oversharing i, I get very nervous and i get very anxious about just life um and so sometimes i don't want to stream and sometimes i get nervous about it but the community on mixer has been awesome and their customer support and their partnerships are awesome like they have a group called lightstream and lightstream uh, works with them they're a third party technically but they work very closely and it allows you that it's a third party in browser app. Um, so their 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 OPS works really well with it and their APIs are beautifully well done to mix in. But you can open your browser on your phone or on your Chromebook, on your laptop, and in browser you can create overlays, you can create transitions, um, you can create sound bites to to augment your mixer channel. One of the I must give a shout out to Antonio Guillen. Um, of the he's in the make us better community wonderful gentleman he created my overlay and we use lightstream to put it in because i do not own a pc i stream everything off my xbox and then i use my phone or my chromebook to add an overlay with lightstream and it's wonderful it's very user friendly it's very simple um and it allows me to do that with all all without a pc so i would recommend it it's nice. really yeah yeah um so i jumped in last night and was that you were actually i think you had liked it or commented it the people from Mixer reached out to me. Well, one of them jumped in the stream and watched, and then a person from Lightstream jumped in and watched. And I'm just playing Civ Five, and they're walking me through the overlays and how to do it and helping me out. Just an amazing community. And like, streaming scares the bejesus out of me because one, <laughs> I don't like talking to nobody, and like, mm-hmm. so a lot of times I just get into the game and I just play, and then I don't mm-hmm. say anything. That's part of why I love you so much is that when you're talking, like you're constantly like, I love it when you have like those moments where you do those reteachable moments of, hey, I did this. Oh, hey. But if you're just a lurker, that's okay too. And you're always like reaffirming that however people enjoy your mixer, it's okay. And so I'm like, I don't have the that's comfortability true. to do it. 
it's 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 taking me practice because mm-hmm. you, nobody wants to feel like they're by themselves and talking to no one but at the <laughs> same time it's kind of like you're on the radio when you're on the radio no one's talking back to you right right so you gotta you, you find a way to talk and i'm better at streaming some games than others and i'm better at talking sometimes than others and that's kind of why i um i did i, I joined it and that's why i mentioned the anxiety thing because sometimes even if i know i should be streaming I won't because I know I'm just not comfortable right then and there. Other times, yeah, I'm totally fine. And it's been a um, very thing where I'm very honest with my audience about that because I, I worry about talking to no one. I worry mm. that I'm offending the lurkers with silence or talking too much and that finding that balance is difficult and feedback's always welcome and great. And I have some people who will message me the feedback because they don't want to talk in chat. And I have other times where people will totally just chat it away. And it's, it's interesting because you have to remember you're talking to the full public. You know, sometimes I'm talking to eight-year-olds, sometimes I'm talking to 48-year-olds, and they're all welcome. So trying to find a comfortable level there is, is interesting. It's it's tough. But yeah, to get to, get to the, I'm sorry, I babbled. The, the Mixer support staff is wonderful. No, dude, again, this is the stuff that some people, like, really are going to love. It does that, so we appreciate it. That's that's why we went, chance to get you here, we got all excited. We were all giddy. Oh, and, and... can I tell you a cool thing? Yeah, what's up? Yeah. This was so cool. Um, this happened maybe two weeks ago, maybe a little less. I don't know. Um, so in the past two to three weeks on Mixer, I've only been streaming about two months. The founder of Mixer, Matt, co-founder of Mixer, has shown up in my streams, spoken to me. Mixer staff have shown up. Developers of two different games have showed up in game just to talk about the fact that I was streaming their game. How cool is that? That's right? awesome. That, and I'm, I'm a very humble, like I'm a, a humble streamer. I mean that in terms of like following. I, I, I like myself. But like, you know, I've, I just hit 200. That was a huge milestone for me. I'm not a partnered multi, like like thousand person person, right? Like I might at any given time have five people in my chat. But they still, the, the founder of Mixer showed up just to test features and chat. Like, that's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. cool stuff. We yeah, love the you, support Mixer. that Mixer does is, is is really really cool. I like their interface. Uh, it's it's way better with the lag when you're dealing with the chat and just all the different things they're doing. And it seems like they're really forward thinking with everything and constantly trying to improve and find ways to make their platform better. And the fact that they're constantly interacting with with the big streamer all the way down to the person who's got like you said maybe five people in the chat. That's amazing. That's the kind of kind of support you want to see from a platform that you're on. So I think it's exactly. great. And I, I one day I'll figure out how to multitask and actually be able to pay attention to chat and 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 play games because I am terrible at that. <laughs> That's why when we do a destiny raid coach, I'm not gonna explain how to do anything. I'm just going to point my gun and shoot and have somebody who's much better at directing all the stuff. Cause I count terrible at that. <laughs> do you, man? Do you? So with that, that is the end of PSVGOT. We still don't know the number because I didn't look it up. So we just put something about the post-move show with the ghost, I think is what we titled it. But we love y'all. We appreciate you. Uh, make sure you jump in and, and you talk to Luke and, and jump into his Twitter and his mixer. Make sure you shout out Dev. If you get a chance, please make fun of Kevin. Um, I don't yes, care for absolutely. what. Sandals, uh, the fact that he burns easily. Anything you want to do, just make fun of Kevin. We really appreciate that. Just, just and, call him Justin. Call him Justin. <laughs> it, it's the same guy. That's his nickname. <laughs> so with that, that's game over. Thank you. Shut up and sit down.